Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Gunjan Bardwaj, uh, founder or co-founder of Innoplexus, I-N-N-O, P-L-E-X-U-S. Gunjan, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? Doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about um, Inoplexus. What do you guys do? What's it about? We crawl the entire digital life science universe, and uh, we organize this universe in a way that when you search for anything, you get relevant results out. And on top, we build continuous analytics applications triangulating or analyzing enterprise data with this external universe together. Okay, that sounds uh, a little generic. You said you deal with the medical universe. What what specifically are you looking to do by right. gathering all this data? What's the point? The Everybody looking into AI has been focusing on algorithms or computational power. The bigger challenge is data, though, and we believe by getting all of this data together, organized in a way that reflects the context. Uh, one could draw out relevant data for specific problems into analytical models to provide context-aware insights. So, for instance, uh, and, and not just for pharmaceutical companies, for hospitals, for patients alike. Imagine a patient having um, having a specific ailment disease mm-hmm. if he or she could uh, could just 
throw all his or her data in a system and a system were to provide um, inputs such as what are the alternative therapies, where are studies taking place, and for his or her specific condition, which other key opinion leaders one could talk to. Imagine for uh, a treatment center, a physician could get support uh, in terms of taking decisions, be it uh, for a tumor board, uh, when he or she has to search all relevant cases in a very short span of time, or if in this system you could throw in again, as I said in the earlier case, all patient-specific data and get um, specific inputs to what this patient could have. Um, so is pharmaceutical this, companies... Is, yeah. it, is this for individual people or is this more for pharmaceutical companies? Like, let's say, um, you know, I'm having blood sugar problems and I may have uh, diabetes. You know, do I use Ineplexus and put my data into it to see all the possible treatments available to me? Or let's say I have a rare disease, like no, a we, special kind of problem, you know? Yeah, so we haven't really made the data public for patients uh, or the platforms public for patients. We, at the moment, we work with pharmaceutical companies and treatment centers, but the vision is to make it the platform for life science. So be it patients, treatment centers, physicians, or pharma or biopharma companies, biotech companies, that all could have either insights using our applications, or if they want to build their own applications, data from our data as a service. Okay, so it's more of a pharmaceutical company. So. Um, what's an example of where a pharmaceutical company would need you? Are they developing a new drug to uh, treat a certain disease? Or yeah. what, what's a good example of how this would help them? So let's, let's start from, uh, there are four stages, or we could say there are four stages uh, of a drug development life cycle. You have discovery, you have clinical development, you have regulatory uh, market authorization, and then you commercialize the drug. So on the discovery phase, uh, one could use our iPlexus platform to get seamless insights on the competitive landscape in terms of what novel uh, compounds are being tested in a specific therapeutic area. There are applications built on top uh, wherein you could see anything novel coming up uh, from a target pathway or a new compound perspective. Uh, on the clinical development side, of course, apart from having a full view of the clinical development landscape, what trials are happening, what centers, and all the analytics, you could also do a meta-analysis of clinical trials, wherein all the trial-related information comes in from different sources. Uh, you can keep track of regulatory developments in terms of for, uh, what are the new market authorizations that regulatory uh, bodies such as EMA, USFDA, and other national regulatory bodies have granted? One could get data related to reimbursement and market access, crawled, organized, normalized uh, for okay. various regulatory submissions. And then eventually, when you're launching a drug, could identify which key opinion leader would have the highest diffusion or net promoter score, who are the broker key opinion leaders, how should you plan your field force based on how these physicians 
are connected to each other or connected to key opinion leaders and can also optimize your channel mix based on the centers with the highest uh, potential. So our continuous analytics applications span the, the complete value chain. Interesting. Okay. Do you do a massive data poll and then interpret it and give it to a company? Or do you just do a data poll and then dump a whole bunch of data on a company and they have to interpret it? So uh, we, we pull a lot of data we, and we normalize that. Life science is a bit tricky because an EGFR could be a protein, a biomarker, a gene, and a target at the same, uh, you know, in different contexts. So one needs to understand the semantic context of an EGFR to say in what context it is being referred to. And that's a bit tricky, and that's what people miss. It's not just pulling the data and doing a natural language processing and then it flies. It isn't the case, unfortunately. So we organize that in a way that it reflects the context, and we disambiguate entities in different contexts. Once we have done that, we either provide this data for uh, institutions or companies to run their own uh, continuous analytics applications, or we have our own applications for specific use cases, right okay. from discovery till commercialization that companies could like. And in these applications, we analyze enterprise data together with this external data. So you do the analysis, and then what do you sit with the um, the person that needs the data and say, this is what we found? and kind of collaborate with them and consult with them? Or where did, what happens once you get the data and analyze it? Uh, we provide that on a real-time dashboard on an iOS app or on a web app to that decision maker. So he or she can, at any point in time, when they require those insights, they can have access to those insights. In the beginning, of course, we, we, pro, we do provide um, some uh, handover training, uh, which is a consultative process. Also, when we do something very novel, if there is a problem that has only been dealt manually, uh, we sit together, spend the time, uh, spend the time together with with that function or that team, understand what kind of decision support they expect, and then uh, put in the feeds of the data and. Uh, build an appropriate dashboard. So, all right, any examples or case studies of companies you worked with? You know, you may, you don't have to say the names if you can't, but, you know, what happened? What what kind of data did you provide and what was the surprising result that they got? So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll use three examples. One is a big pharma using the platform in R&D. So, typically, how it works is people have different research areas, um, they would come in, they would go through all the papers, publications. Uh, many a times, the, the research areas are intersecting each other. So there is no definite, uh, no definition of a research area wherein if you take a keyword-based approach, you, you can really filter out um, scientific publications, trials, et cetera, et cetera. So we plugged in the enterprise data as well as this external data, in order to get seamless insights on the competitive landscape and have also built a couple of dashboards on top. The second example is while launching um, a rare drug, a company uh, could assess 
the HCP landscape, uh, the physician landscape in the entire in terms of which of these physicians are affiliated to uh, drug advisory committees, who participate in writing guidelines, who co-author together, who take part in clinical trials together, and so on and so forth. And we use these insights to optimize the field force as well as multiple uh, medical science liaison um, deployment. Okay. So this was uh, the second example. The third example is informed consent forms, for instance, uh, that all the trial sites need and they need to be compared against uh, what the ethic committee demands. This all is a very heavily um, uh, manual, pr uh, manual process. So there are reviewers reviewing all these forms. So informed consent forms are the forms that a patient needs to sign before you put him on a trial. Okay. Uh, we automated this process, and time motion studies show that there is a substantial reduction, a substantial reduction in the time spent um, uh, in terms of FTE hours. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. Okay. Um, so w what do you see as the... Uh the next six months or a year ahead, what do you think is going to happen with, you know, your data analysis? How much more powerful will it become? Or are there new areas you want to go into? You know, what's coming for you guys? I think, uh, you know, uh, having um, uh, a data as a service approach, which wherein you don't depend on manual annotation and curation would be path-breaking. There are two two areas that we are looking at. One of, one of the bits is, using technologies from financial services and playing them together with the uh, traditional AI, say blockchain. We are doing experiments with blockchain and AI together. Uh, we believe uh, blockchain offers a lot of value in healthcare given there are uh, legacy regulations that prevent data uh, to be shared uh, and they are very strict data privacy and security uh, regulations. So if you yeah. could enable uh, an artificial general intelligence ecosystem, wherein without actually transferring data, uh, the system itself, this ecosystem could learn from uh, the training data sets of individual stakeholders, that would be immensely powerful. Just imagine all the treatment centers and the research that they do. If they were to share all their oncology training data uh, okay. to learn from, that would be immensely powerful. That's one uh, uh, of the directions. And the second bit wherein we are, we are looking at is uh, using the technology uh, to identify novel biomarkers, novel drug candidates, and so on. The more on the R&D. Okay, very good. And what's the best way for um, interested parties to get in touch with you? You know, phone, uh, email, website, what's a couple of resources? So, so yeah, we have uh, www.inoplexus.com as our website, and I am reachable at gunjanatinoplexus.com. Okay, well, very good. Well, Gunjan, I appreciate your time, and thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. 
This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. <laughs>